It's your opinionated cunt whore dominatrix friend, money witch, demon whisperer, alleged demon queen, business bitch, five percenter, and here at Fearless World, today we have the whore whisperer, and we'll be talking about all the epic stuff of her journey, her provocative thoughts, and she breaks the internet all the goddamn time, and we love that, we love that she pisses off people, she makes people think. And I proudly, proudly present Lilith Sheba Babylon. Come have the conversation with us here at Fearless World. Seduction, love, lust, gender roles, misconceptions of the world. It is your favorite, opinionated, contour dominatrix, friend, money witch, demon whisperer, alleged demon queen here at Fearless Wealth. And today we have a very, very special guest. And before I let her introduce herself, um, let me just give a quick, quick, like, shout out to how it went to when we first met in person. So we have been talking online for on Facebook and social media for a while. And I'm in her area. And we meet up for lunch. And let me tell you, I have been staring at this fucking perfect goddess like with my mouth open because this woman is like perfectly photoshopped in real life without Photoshop or makeup. <laughs> so um, she calls herself the whore whisperer. So um, hello, love. Hi. How are you? I am doing well. Tell us, who are you? Where are you? What do you do? Uh, uh, well, I am the whore. Whisper, whore, that's such a bad word. Mm. Um, so I am a sensualist. I am a femininity coach. I am a queen of dragging women to their higher purpose. Um, I am just all things beautiful sensual, sexual. Um, I'm an orator. I'm all kinds of yummy stuff. Because women are multifaceted. Absolutely. We are all the things. And I am here to teach women that they are. Some of us there, don't know there we go. There we go. So <laughs> you have a very, very clear and strong presence you um outside of being like aesthetically so beautiful and pleasing like you know how to play with the camera you know how to play with your audience with words with visuals and um i know that you have a course right that is because i hear you always talk about like selfies is not just selfies like you need to learn yourself before you can make like a good you know visual and what, what's the title of the course? Perfecting the Thirst Trap. Oh, yes. Tell so, us more about that. So this is, this is like, so I have a spiritual life coach. And one of the lessons that I had to learn, one of the things that I had to do was mirror work. Where you stand in the mirror and you look at yourself. And it can go many ways. You tell yourself you love yourself. You tell yourself affirmations and all this. But mirror work is really hard. It's really hard. Like women don't really look in the mirror at themselves. We look in the mirror to put on makeup. We glance over ourselves before we leave the house. But we really don't sit in the mirror, bare face, and look at ourselves. 
So I had to do that. And I had a rough time with doing that for years. And one day I just started taking pictures of myself. I don't even know where that came from. I just started to do it. And I got really good at it. And I noticed that the more I did it, the more comfortable in my skin I got. So I kind of turned that into a like a like a teaching moment. And women would come to me and they're like, well, how do you do that? How do you take those pictures? How do you, you know, so I just turned that into something that I learned, you know, that I can teach women. But it came from a place of, of me doing spiritual work on myself. Hmm. Yeah. Because it isn't just about aesthetic, right? Like everyone can put on a pretty face. It's it's about finding your 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 sensuality and sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. So you can tell women that are comfortable in their skin, and you can tell women that are just putting on the camera. You oh, know? one sec. You um, drop it. You dropped. You dropped out of uh, me. Can you repeat that last phrase? I said, you can tell women, you can tell when women are comfortable in their skin and you can tell women who are just putting on for the camera, who are just acting and it's not really authentic. Um, So I teach women how to be authentic with who they are in the camera, right? Because we all, our, our femininity and all of that stuff is unique to who we are. And so I, I help women to um, find that place. That makes them comfortable and, um, you know, to be able to show that on camera. It's not really about looks per se, but we make it into that because, you know, we want to be pretty and we want to be sensual and we want to be, but it's really not that. It's really a deeper thing. Selfies are very, very powerful. People don't realize it and people minimize it, but it, 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 it connects us to our higher self, to our sexual selves, our feminine self. And deep down inside, all women want to be, you know, pretty. Mm-hmm. So, um, can you tell us a bit more about your background, like how you were brought up? Was this, you know, this, this, this appreciation of self, of womanhood, something that you were familiar or you were around with when you were younger? Like, can you tell us about anything about that? Um, so I don't, I think I grew, I grew into loving women and the feminine for my dad. Because my dad is a polygamist. My dad had a lot of women. <laughs> we li- I lived with women, like multiple women at once. I thought that was normal. I mean, it is normal for some people, but I didn't I didn't see a, a problem with it growing up because that was something that you know, I grew up in. So I've always been around like a lot of women. I didn't have my mom growing up because my mom was like a drug addict. But I didn't know who she was, but she wasn't in my life. So, you know, uh, multiple women kind of replaced her presence. And I think I, I think that's where that started. Like, just always being around women and, you know, being raised by them in so many different... Women vary so, you know, so much in, you know, who we are and how we look and how we interpret things and our perceptions. So I, I think that's where that came from. I, I, I sat down one time and I was like, where did this come from? You know, why why, why do I have such a, an affinity for women? And I think that's where it came from. Right. Because one of the topics that you're very vocal about is um, 
this kind of Disney fairy tale lie of monogamy, or at least, you know, how everyone should be monogamous um, and, and how kind of that's expected, even though it goes against the clear nature of some men, right? Yes. Yes. And how women are in this in perpetuate like pain cycle of pain in self-inflicted pain because they expect something from a man that based on his individual characteristics is not something that matches his behavior. Right. You know, it, this monogamy thing, it's, it's funny because I believe women consider anything non-monogamous, even if it's a scroll on Instagram and their husband or their boyfriend or whoever, whoever like the picture, that's cheating. You know, so this whole monogamy thing, I, I I don't, it, it's not real to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think that people are, I, I'm a, an advocate for people being realistic. You know that. For people just accepting truths, whether you like them or not. So this whole monogamy thing is, is it's not a real thing to me. <laughs> I just think that we kind of got to accept people as they are. And then we get to participate. We get to choose if we participate in their being Right? Does that make sense? Oh, yes. So, so good. Hashtag team no delusion right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just, you know, I, 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 the older I got, the more I realized that, you know, men are who they are. Period. Right? We get to choose if we, if we deal with them or not. Um, I don't expect men to not look at women. I, I don't expect a lot of things, but that's just me. My goal is for women to, to understand themselves and understand what it is that they will and will not accept. But with all of that, realizing that you can't change people into what you want them to be. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you think that, um, um, as someone who you grew up on, like the the American hemisphere of the world, where do you think, you know, this whole notion of monogamy came from <laughs> well i think the root of it is insecurity not just um from women from men as well because men are very insecure <laughs> i mean it's not you know it's not one way men expect for us to be monogamous as well with everything even you know um, cutting our lives off to them when we're with them Nothing else matters outside of them. So I think it comes from insecurity. I think it comes from uh, women thinking that if a man desires another, that he is, she's not good enough or he's going to leave her or whatever, you know, whatever women are in their heads unsupervised about. Um, and this is why I always go back to women doing work on themselves, doing the inner work. To, for them to really convince themselves and know that they know that they know that they are that chick, right? That they are, no matter what a man says or does, that they are, they are fully formed, fully built women and, you know, they don't deserve, you know, poor treatment or cheating or whatever. It's not them. It's the person who, who committed the act, right? But I, to answer your question, I think that comes. Insecurity. We just want to control people. We want people to be what we want them to be, how we want them to be it, in the ways that we want them to be. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> Coming from a person who doesn't like to be controlled. 
For sure, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I and don't get me wrong, I love um the current uh like hypes and movement that kind of invite people, right? To, to finally go back to self, especially women, to finally, you know, what do we like sensually, sexually? Right. And once we get okay with that, and once we we get okay with, you know, the multifaceted aspect of our life, we're not just a mother, we're not just a whore, we're not just a virgin, we're all of it in one, then we can, you know, give ourselves, ourselves kind of um, um, the, the freedom to roam and experience. And then that is also when you will bump into other authentic people who are on that same path. Um, but I think people get so lost on a surface level that, you know, you have to look a certain way you have to, you know, and, and, you know, just because I have pussy right now, that, that, that should be enough for a man to want me. And I want a rich guy. And I, and right. you, you speak about this all the time. Yeah. Like, first of all, rich, yeah, just go, you, you, you take this. Yeah. First, you know, I mean, men are so different, right? We we don't know. We really don't know what men want because we can be laying with a guy for 15 years and he not even really like us. You know, he really doesn't even love us. You know what I'm saying? Like we it, it, it's just so different. And we and we think we have to fit a certain mold. And what I realized as I got older is that. You have to be yourself. There is no one way to be, right? And because women are so different, men like us for so many different reasons, right? Um, women think that we, we, we have to like certain things. And so this whole rich man, men got to have money dealing with me. It, it's, such a, it's such a trite and banal conversation. I, it annoys me because... There's oh, not enough rich men. Right again. I don't know if it's me. Can you, Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Yes. So repeat that last phrase for me again. I said that this conversation about that women wanting a rich man is such a trite and banal conversation. It's annoying. Right? For one, there's not enough rich men for There know, we go. There we all go. women to have. Right? We know that. And What's wrong with the regular working man? What's wrong with the man that goes to work every day and brings home his paycheck? Why does why doesn't anybody want him? I mean, there's more of him to go around than a rich man, and I don't think a lot of women realize what it takes to be with a rich man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, just aesthetically, like if you want to be his wife or his arm candy, you really have to look a certain way, right? They don't they don't go after like the average woman, the average looking woman, what we consider average, which most people are average, mm -hmm. right? People hate that word, but most people are average. Mm -hmm. um, so there's this, this, this notion that we have to look one way. And why is everyone striving for the same thing? I mean, this world is vast. There are so many different men, right, who have so many different wants and needs. And you can fit that want and need for one or multiple men. It doesn't matter, whatever your preference is. This is why I, it goes back to my the core of my teaching. Women like the the, uh, the central part of it. They like the pictures. They like, you know, how to talk to men. They like all of that stuff. But that comes with knowing self, right? That comes with knowing who you are at your core, 
what you're comfortable doing. Because what I may be comfortable saying and doing to a man, you may not like, but you won't know that until you know who yourself self is at your core, right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So everything comes back to, you know, you said earlier about like there's this whole wave of women getting to know who they are. There, there, that is, that's a good thing that's happening, but it's turning into people just selling lifestyle. If you want this kind of man, you have to do this. If you want this kind of life, you have to do this. And a lot of times people are not getting to their core. So you can kind of show up in the world as your authentic self. And well, like I always say, go where you are wanted, but you won't know where you are wanted if you don't know who you are. Right. So it, it just kind of like turned into this thing where it's like a fad and healing your inner self is not a fad as far from it. Mm, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if, if we're talking about like, you know, you want everybody wanting a rich man. Well, so first, first, we would have to quantify what, what rich is, is considered, right? Like, mm-hmm. how much is rich? And I think statistically, um, they they consider anyone making above 100k or like several hundred k rich, that mm-hmm. you're getting down to the 9%. That's 9% right. of the American, this is American numbers, American population. That's household, right. by the way. So that's part, yes. like probably already men and women. So let's yes. say the half of that is rich. And then people go like, oh, you know, I want multimillionaires. That's like less than right. 1%. You right. better have something to show <laughs> up for if you want to battle with the fucking 1%. Right. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm not advocating at all for... Uh, that you have to be or do a certain way, but just yelling, I'm a woman, that's enough. That ain't going to be it. That's not it. And so, right, why, why, <laughs> why do you want a rich man? That's one thing. Because right? so, a, lot, a, lot a lot of women don't really have extravagant taste, right? The purpose being, because really women, women want rich men for financial freedom. That's what, what, that's what they want them for. But what are you looking for? What, what exactly... What exactly about a rich man that you can offer, right? Besides mm-hmm. pussy and labor, which he mm-hmm. can buy pussy. He can buy the best pussy on the planet. He's there we rich, go. There right? We go. There we and go. he can buy, he can pay someone to clean up his house and put it in. So really, what is it that you have um, that these rich men would sift through the millions of women that want them? Because rich, the more money you make, the more women access you have to women, right? So out of the hundreds of thousands of women that want two men that are available, just say for numbers sake, right? What mm-hmm. about, what is it about you that um, he should choose you? Cause really you want him. He doesn't really need you. He doesn't really want you. It, it sounds hard, right? But the truth is the truth, <laughs> right? So what is yeah. it about you that he should say, you know what? There are 15 women in line, but I'm going to choose her. I and love this. Mm-hmm. Right. It's true. Right. And so women don't really like that. I say that because we have developed this sense of entitlement. Women have a extreme sense of entitlement about, you know, their place in this world and which you should feel that way. But you have to have evidence to back that up. Right. I, you have to be able you yeah. have to be able to say what it is that you you we all offer something. Right. You and I are not friends because we just like each other. <laughs> we are no. offering each other something. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Absolutely. And this, oh, this is such a good question. Like, why do you want a rich, why do you want a rich partner? Um, in my money course, I ask people the same question. Like, why do you want this money? Like, do you want this money because you're just parroting like that you and that you have been brought up with wanting a big house? But do you actually want a big house? Like, I use that as my own example. Right? I could, I could not be bothered with a big house. First of all, because I'm lazy, and if I would forget something on the other side of the house, I would probably, it, I probably wouldn't get it. Right. And who does all the cleaning? That's such an East European right. question, because obviously you can buy or you, you can pay for the clean. But, you know, like what why do you want that? And to fully echo what you're saying, do you want a rich man just because to be financial freedom? What are you going to do with that financial freedom? Like, are you, are you going to actually take care of yourself? Because people right. suck at self-care at this moment. You Absolutely. You should cultivate a practice of self-care regardless of your financial status and class. Absolutely. You know, you said your money course, which is amazing, by the way. I I mean, we spoke about Thank how you. it shifted my perception about things. And I'm a person that loves, I love money. Money loves me. I like nice things. Give me my things, right? But mm-hmm. when, I, when you ask the question, what do you want the money for, right? What do we want these rich men for? What do we want all this money for? People can't really say, I want a house, I want a car. Yeah, that's basic necessities. We all want these things. Mm. But what is it specifically that you want? Why do you want these things? Because if you don't know why you want something and what you're going to do with the money, then you're not going to get it, really. I mean, I was you made me sit down and totally write out exactly what I want with this money that I want to make for my business, you know what I'm saying? So that I can have a direction, so that I can have a focus on what I want. And what women don't realize is because I have uh, toyed with the idea of being a sugar baby and I have been interviewed using air quotes by men, right? Because this is an arrangement Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you are dealing with rich men. It's Mm -hmm. an arrangement where you trade your femininity, right? And your beingness for this man's uh, resources, time, money, and all of that stuff. Because once you're in that world, your world opens up. So you have to be interviewed to be brought into that world. I can absolutely fit into that world. I've been in, you know, things, and, and you know, with people in that world. Mm-hmm. But I know for me, it's not really for me. If when I make it into that world, it's going to be uh, from my own. I'm going to make my own bones to get into that world, right? I'm not going to do it on the back of a man, which is nothing wrong with those that do. That's just not who I am. And mm. how did I know that? It's from me doing the work on myself and know what I'm willing and, and, and not willing to participate in. Right? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So when when you when you get students, um, you know, coming under your wing and in your teaching, what is some of the misconceptions they have? You know, when they start working with you, that they are going to learn how to be sexy in mm. three to five business days. <laughs> um, they're going to. I, I think. The misconception that and um, that 
this doesn't require work. You see, women are so detached from their essence of femininity that we don't even know what that is. We think femininity is what I do on the internet, which is wear bodysuits and show my nipples sometimes. Like, that's not femininity, really, right? That's a, that's a version of it. That's my version of it. And so when I first start working with women, I ask them, what are their intentions? What do you want from me? What do you want? What does being feminine mean to you? And a lot of women can't answer that. And it's not, it's, it's not a shock. And I'm not angry or anything about it. It's just sad because we don't really know who we are. We can't even start there with our femininity, which is our essence. It's who we are. We don't even know what that is. Mm. We just know, women just know that they don't like where they are now. So they think that, okay, well, I'm going to pay her and she's just going to tell me how to take pretty pictures and I'm going to be sexy and men are going to fawn after me. And that's totally not going to happen. Yeah, we we had this conversation. I still think you should write a um instruction manual cuz people want, you know, the basic tell me how to do steps and I think like, you know, like you can deliver, but yeah, it, it's kind of if 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 they have the delusion that, you know, it doesn't take work then, you know, sure, here here you go. But how did you I I am I am doing that. Good, 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 good. We'll, good. we'll see. <laughs> Stay good. tuned, yeah. How do you how do you think we got to the point um, that we got so detached from ourselves and sensuality? I think that started with religion, patriarchy, misogyny. Mm. I mean, we are women are the only people who are told in order to be respected, we have to hide ourselves. So women think, well. Well, we're told, well, if you wear a certain way, then men won't look at you a certain way. If you wear something, a man won't look at you a certain way, or he won't sexualize you. As if he doesn't know that there's a vagina in that power suit, right? Once you are totally aligned with your femininity and your sensual essence and your sexuality and all that, men are going to want you no matter what the hell you have on, right? So I, the detachment came into telling us that we have to hide ourselves in order to be accepted, in order to be respected, right? Um, this is why women are shocked when I tell them things like, you know, I don't, I don't have the problems a lot of women have. Like, I don't get the dick pics. I don't get the disrespectful DMs. I don't get any of that stuff. If I do, it's, it's a rare. I'm not saying that it never happens. It's just a rarity even though I show up on the internet as I do and as I dress on the internet, this is what I do in real life. Like in the summer, I am almost naked. This is how I've always been. I remember my dad yelling at me, telling me to go put on clothes. Like I've always been this way, right? And this is not something that I just turned into. But um, telling, telling humans that the way that you are, the feminine, your feminine self needs to be hidden in order for men and society to respect you. That just, that, that you know, what you know what that could do to your subconscious? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just so deeply embedded in us that we think anything feminine, we have to hide it because all femininity, sexuality, and men are going to do these horrible things to us. And it's not so. Hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I saw one of our mutuals on Facebook today um, express his disappointment in um, people coming under his wing and, you know, just, just ghosting him. And yeah. we, we all know that he is a great teacher. Um, and you and I both commented on it. Um, and you made a very, very noticeable comment that people prefer for you to do the work for them. Yeah. And uh, I always speak about it too. Like people use coaches as like the 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 substitute of actually doing the work themselves because they they will just drown themselves in the dopamine. Whew. Just like, you know, getting that getting that gym membership and thinking that's the work that you've done the work just because you signed mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. And um, um, yeah, I think I think one can, um, and I can see that in your rates, right? Like, like I see you have proper rates because that way, as we are all about team, no delusion of money. Because if you if people invest properly, then they won't ghost you. They won't just Absolutely. disappear because they're committed. Absolutely, it takes a certain person to commit to giving someone. Just five hundred dollars for an hour of their time. Mm. I had a woman who booked a session with me, and as I always ask women before you book a session, what is your intention? Why do you want to talk to me for an hour? Right? It could be something as simple as, I just want to know what femininity is. You can't go to someone and say, "Help me," and don't know what you want help with because I my work is so broad. Right? What does mm -hmm. that mean? Do you just want to learn how to take pictures? Like, what are you here for? And she's not the only one. There are a few women who say things like, Well, I don't know. I'm just going to listen to you talk. I don't know. I was just going to let you talk. Like, you can't come to somebody with nothing, you know? And a lot of times that's what people do. They see the results, right? So the teacher, us, we are the results mm -hmm. of our work, clearly. Mm -hmm. They see that and they're like, well, I want that. Just give me that. But I've been doing spiritual work for 10 years. I started mm -hmm. when I was about 28, 29 years old, something like that. And I haven't stopped it. So you can't get that, what you see online. You have to do the work. And that's, that is the part that kind of turns people off. It's like, wait a minute. What do you mean I have to write my intentions out? I want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like. Can you not do it for them? <laughs> Right. I mean, <laughs> I can for the right price. No. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> oh, why do you think, and this is, this is completely random question. Why do you think that some people, you know, when they hit the, why do some people have the understanding that it takes the work? Work is showing up. It doesn't mean hard labor but it does mean show up repetitively. And why are others stuck in this, again, in this digital crack of fucking dopamine, thinking that just because they signed up, that that's the work? I think I don't, it's not that people are lazy. It's that people, work requires change, right? Mm. You start doing work. So, so in your money course, you told us to do a few things. That requires me to change my habits. Right. That requires me to do something different. So, I, you know, I work with people, women who are in their 30s. Just that means you have 30 years of habits and behaviors that you have to change. 
that takes work, right? And 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 I I think people don't realize. So when you intentionally do something, you're intent you're realizing that this requires me to do A, B, and C, right? When you're just kind of going through life like most people do, they're just existing. They're not really living on purpose and with a purpose, right? When you live when you live on purpose and with a purpose, when you have intentions for your life and you have actual goals, right? That mm-hmm. that requires you to be laser focused. That's work. You have to pay attention to your life. You have to pay attention to those in it. You have to pay attention to what serves you and what doesn't serve you. And so this is what I ask women when they say, some women just come to me and they say, I don't like my life. I don't like what's going on. And I say to them, well, you're not being served. What does being served mean for you? Right? They don't know because they've never paid attention to life. People are just like, fucking existing. They're not really doing anything to live on purpose. Shit is just kind of like happening to them. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think yeah. most people are passive bystanders to their own life, pretending yeah. like yeah. this is some kind of rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm extreme. I always keep telling people, it looks like y'all haven't looked death enough in the eyes, and I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, you know, people... It's hard. So people like the the motivation because I'm very good at motivating people. I'm very good at, you know, getting people, getting people riled up in their emotions. Mm. But you got to, you got to keep yourself there. Right. I'm there constantly. But again, it's because I did the work and I'm talking about blood, sweat and tears work. I'm talking about ghosting my spiritual life for weeks at a time. Right. Because She's asking me to work with my inner child, and I don't want to. I don't want to fucking work with my inner child. That shit is too rough. Mm. But I have to do it. You get what I'm saying? I, it's, mm-hmm. There's things that you, you have to live on purpose. You have to have a goal. Everything that I do in life, there's a purpose for it. Women think I'm just shooting from the hip with my messages because it's it flows so well, and I'm so good at it. But everything is on purpose. Even if I'm dealing with a man, there is a purpose that I he's in my life, right? Whether it be financially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is, everyone has a place in my life. And it's for a reason, right? So that is work for people. That requires you to think. And we know most people don't think. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no lies found no lies mm-hmm. found what are your what are some of your personal um practices of self-care or routines that you have found that are crucial for you to you know have that sharp mind to keep that intention close to your core instead of being like scattered all over the place okay so i I am, I, I, okay, so I'm a, I'm a witch. I'm a red witch, right? Love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, I hear, I, I get thoughts. I don't hear and I don't see. I get thoughts. So that requires my mind to remain clear, right? No distractions, no anxiety, none of that stuff in order for me to get my downloads, right? Um, so I am in quiet at all times. I mean, 
you can hear a pin drop in my apartment at all times, unless I'm playing music and that is a part of uh, ritual. Um, I don't own the television. I read a lot. Um, I try to watch things that's going to help me think. So I'm a thinker, right? Which makes sense. I get thoughts for, um, you know, my work and such. Um, makeup, putting on makeup is a ritual. Mm. Um, it's it's me time in the mirror. I'm going back to the mirror work that I had to do for years and years and years that I avoided. Um, it's it's sort of like uh, you know, it, you start with a bare face and then it turns into something you created, like life. You start with nothing and you create it into something. So everything I do, even as I'm walking, I'm thinking. It's just everything I. I guess I'm in a constant um, meditational state, I guess, right? I'm in a constant uh, space where I am connected with source. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm connected with my feminine source. I'm connected with her. Um, and I point out femininity, not only because I'm a femininity coach, but they say um, I am very masculine in a lot of ways. And I too had to learn how to connect with my femininity. I can be very masculine in a lot of ways. So I, I, femininity is intuition, right? And so femininity and sensuality is mindfulness. So I have to stay in those, in that constant. You know, it took work to get there, but everything I do, I'm in sort of meditation. Even when I'm chatting with you, you know, I have to remain clear so that I can deliver the message that I'm here to deliver. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Okay. Okay. I love that. Absolutely. It's very simple for me. Like, you know, you know, we're creatures of habit. And so once we do something enough, it just becomes a habit. And so my habit is just remaining, I guess, Zen for the most part. Everything is very peaceful for me. I don't like chaos because I can't function in that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love it. And um, hmm, the love, the red witch. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, there's the red witch laugh. <laughs> Tell us about the goodness. Uh, so, love magic. People think. Love, love magic and love is something that is just this blissful thing and, you know, Disney and romance. But love magic can be very dangerous, right? Because we're, de- we're dealing with obsession. We're dealing with addiction, right? Love, love, love is fleeting. Huh. You know how many mm-hmm. times a day man tell me they love me? Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I believe two men who tell me that, but one is my father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, love, love, love magic, being a red witch, it's, I didn't know I was that until our teacher um, kind of like told me, not told, I, I, I've been aligning with it, right? But I, I got clarity um, recently. Um, it is... It can be very dangerous. I'm just going to say that, right? Because when we're dealing with matters of the heart, 
things that we love, you know, things that, you know, um, affect us emotionally, things can get dangerous. I mean, people have lost their lives over love, right? There's been mm-hmm. killing over love. Mm-hmm, so it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing to take lightly. I'm going to say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when when we, when we think of a love witch, um, do we imagine like you, you know, doing this, just making a potion, making a spell, doing a ritual, and that being it? Um, that's a part of it. There we go. It's a part of. It. I mean, there's this, there's the, the love spells and the love, um, the jars we put our men in. You know, all this. The surface level shit. I mean, there. I, I mostly do. I do spells, yes. Um, but it's more so at this point in my practice and who I am. It's more so me getting with myself, getting the me aligned with the love for myself, and attracting what I want to me because of that. Mm. Right. So I love myself enough to give myself nice things. So I I align with what I want those nice things to be. Um, I love myself to experience the kind of love that I want from a man, whatever that looks like, because everyone experiences love different. And so I conduct myself in ways in order to receive that love. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's just me. I'm I'm I am showing up in the world as I want to receive. Right. Does that Absolutely. make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And, so um, it's not really I'm sorry. It's not no, really about it's not really about putting spells on people and <laughs> making them do what I want them to do. Mm. It's about really what I teach and it's about getting with self and knowing self and I'm, showing up accordingly. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the embodiment of magic. I, um, I'm talking to this guy and he's at one point, he was like, did you put a spell on me? Like, I'm all, I'm all like, (laughs) I'm like, baby, I am the spell. What kind of amateur I am? I am the spell. Absolutely. And so women, this is what I try to teach women. Like you are the spell. You are what so when you earlier when we were speaking, you said, you know, what is it that you have to offer a rich man? What is it that you have to offer any man? Because let's face it, 99% of the things women want or why they want what they want is to entice men. I know, you know, women don't like to hear that. We, oh, we don't want to seem like a pick me or we don't want to see male centered, but we want men. We want men to desire us. We want men to fawn after us. We want men to give us things. Most of what we do is for men. And so that has to come from self first. You got to be what you, you got to treat yourself and be what you want the men to be to you, to yourself first. Right? Yeah. Um, And that's where the work comes in. Right? I can't expect a man to treat me in the ways that I don't even treat myself. Right? I, I joke and I say, Women always talking about men gotta buy me this, men gotta buy me Chanel, men gotta buy me Porsche. Well, can you buy yourself these things? Are you worth? Do you do you deem yourself worthy enough to 
buy these things for yourself first? Or are you just waiting for some guy to show up in your life and just start buying things? That's not how this works. You know, we have to attach some type of reality and logic to our witchcraft or our mysticism and stuff, right? We can't just be out here thinking that things are just going to fall from the sky or show up on our altar. It doesn't work that way. Mm. So there has to be work applied. So, so what qualities do you like or require in your um, main acquaintances, dates, husband material, et cetera, et cetera? Uh oh. <laughs> no, no, this is the thing I'm asking because after you're going to give your list, I'm going to give my list. And I know even though we have like overlaps, we will have yes. still complete different ones. And I think people need to start thinking and realizing yes. that we all have our own unique requirements in other people. Yes. And so I'm very low maintenance. I'm just going to say that people are shocked. So honestly, <laughs> I like to go out on dates. Oh, well, you dropped out for a second again. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, you're back. Okay, good. I like to go out on dates. But I like to go out on dates with the guy that I like. I don't want to go out on dates with different men. Because I, I, it's just something that bores me. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a straight shooter, right? If I like you, I like you. And I feel like we go together now. <laughs> Not like I'm some crazy woman, like, you're my boyfriend. I just feel like once I'm dealing with a man, once I like a man, right, Mm -hmm. I am giving, I am giving to him as if he was my boyfriend, even if he's not, because I don't really need labels. Labels, we, we attach labels to things so that we can clarify what we are doing for other people. Because what what is what's you already understood. What's understood is understood. Oh no, right? you're dropping out on we, me. Again. We call each other boyfriends and wives and shit so other people can identify what the hell we're doing in our lives, which I don't really give a shit about. You're um, right. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I just require I like I just like mental stimulation. I I, I require I, I do want some sort of uh of you know, I I would like for him to sometimes tell me I'm pretty. Or, you know, that he loves me. Or, you know, I do need those reassurance. I'm still a girl at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't require a lot because I'm, I'm at a place right now where I want something that's meaningful. Like, I can buy my own things. I'm going to have that regard. If, never, if a man never comes into my life again, I will have what I need to have. There we go. Buy my car. I'm going to buy my apartment. It really mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But the men that are in my life, the man that is in my life, he has to contribute to something deeper. He has to teach me how to get those resources. He has to teach me how to be. He has to teach me how to be logical because men bring something different to the table than mm-hmm. women, right? So all of the, the qualities that men possess that are intangible, that is, in this moment, that is what I require, right? Because we go through seasons. Mm-hmm, Sometimes mm-hmm. you may want a man to pay, pay your bills or whatever. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But the season that I'm in now, I require men to do way more than give me money. Uh, you got to come back to me. That's just where I am today. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I, like I said, we have overlaps. Um, 
So for me, I, I make ridiculous money, so I'm good on the money. Mm -hmm. um, I I have so much free time, and I like I love the attention of like my mm -hmm. men. So I want mm -hmm. my men to have some time to. Um, I need I oh, love laughing, love conversations, but I, and I love to be supported by words or whatever type of, or by service, when so I can perform in my business. So first of all, I don't cook. I do, I do not cook. Right. Uh, I like I like my I, I like when a man can cook. Yes. Right? Like yes. yeah, yes. that, that yes. really contributes to my life. That really time. helps yes. me thrive. Yes. Yeah. And there's no role. There's no gender role. So you don't have to cook. No. <laughs> no this is not the nineteen yeah. fifties. Exactly. <laughs> but see, uh, yeah. With, with me, I I like to I want mm. to cook for him and I want to fix his plate and I want to watch him watch him eat. I won't mm. even eat. I just watch him. I want to feed him. Like I'm I'm traditional in that sense. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. because it, I get my jollies off of watching him just sit back and and, and revel in the picture in my feminine way. Beautiful. Right? So again. That's my, you know, that that's sort of how I was raised as well. Like my father used to say, oh, you're going to learn how to take care of a man. And I used to be like, I don't want to do that. Who the fuck wants to take care of a man? But that could mean so many things, right? Because the time that I invested in cooking for him, feeding him and doing that, I'm getting something in return. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Everything, like we said earlier, everything is transactional. Everything, even everything's that, transactional for sure. Even, right. Even if that return is, damn, damn, I love this. Right. That makes me feel good. I love that. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let me, let me, let me, let me close up with the main question that I ask everyone. What would your current self tell your 12 year old self if you could tell her anything? <laughs> can be as simple or deep as you want all good none of this shit matters none of it it doesn't matter none of this uh none of the opinions of folks um uh how people view you none of this shit matters the only thing that matters in life is how you feel about yourself because how you feel about yourself how you carry yourself that energetic that aura that whatever you call it is what's going to attract to you what you need and want out and just be yourself. I that took me years to master that. Just being myself. I mean, years. Mm. So if I could have gotten that at twelve, I would probably have been a multi-billionaire. There we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, I love it. Tell us at Fearless Wealth where we can find you. I will link. I'll, of course, I will put all the links in the description of the episode but tell, hey. tell us anything we need to know where we can find you anything that comes to mind okay my website i have a website you could join monthly for my uh dragging sessions where i tell women about themselves and they absolutely love it because it helps them grow um divineladymagic.com you can find me on instagram the queen of sheba baby and facebook is Lilith, Lilith, Sheba, Babylon. Mm. And that's it. That's, that's 
where you can find me. And just just get involved, everyone. Um, Lilith is very active on Facebook, and her draggings are so either either you perceive it as a dragging, or either you you're you you are like, oh yeah, I had this face like earlier in my life. Now I look back at it, I don't need to feel like offended because I recognize what she's talking about. And sometimes you're like, oh no, I can't completely like vibrate, but that's okay too. But mostly it's just like, yeah, this is some good stuff. <laughs> and 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 her aesthetic is ridiculously beautiful. Like it's oh, extremely <laughs> appealing to the eye. Like let's not lie. Oh, you're making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so 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 much for being here with me. Absolutely. So everyone, amazing. yeah, everyone, hop on all the social media, like, comment, share, and um, I'll uh, we'll do this again, of course, at some point. Please. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening here to Fearless Wealth. Thank you for taking the time. I would really, really, really appreciate it if you share this episode or this podcast with anyone who you think might be interested if you liked it or if you didn't like it and why that would be if it had sparked any inner thought process or inner any emotions um screenshot it tag me bar queen b at instagram and let's have the conversation meanwhile come check the website out meet me at the bank.com i have recently pre-launched a epic 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 course on how to dom aka how to embody embody the dominatrix archetype, how to stand firm, how to be boundaryless, how to be uh, just head on in life. And as always, I still have the beautiful, amazing course of biohacking and life hacking and our menstrual cycle and money, pleasure, creativity with amazing Jesse magic called the blood codes. And you can find the link in the description get on board. Let's just have these fun conversations because we want to evolve to whatever extent we deem possible or important. But anyway, I see you back at Fearless Wealth and I'll um, talk to you next time.